Greetings, um, Owlets, Cosmic Owl followers. Um, welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic podcast for the Leo full moon that's coming up on February the 16th at uh, 9.56 a.m. Mountain. I'll go over local times when we get to the chart and show that. But first of all, I am Louise Eddington. I am the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And um, I'm thank you for joining me on my podcast. I'm an astrologer and author of three books. Uh, I have the two books here and one to be published very soon in March. So look out for that. But I'm the author of Modern Astrology and the Complete Guide to Astrology. And uh, the Complete Guide to Astrology is actually a bestseller on Amazon. Well, it's the number three today. But anyway, you know, it has been a bestseller. And I'm very proud of them both. So I hope you'll check them out. I also offer consultations and I have a membership community called the Cosmic Owl, um, uh, called the uh, Venus Enchantment Community. And I like to work with Venus. I'm pretty much obsessed with the planet Venus mostly. So first of all, a card for the full moon, then we'll have a look at the um, chart and then we'll talk about everything. So the card I pulled for this full moon that's coming up is the Princess of Swords. And this is the mastery of practical thinking. This, uh, the Princess of Swords really card is the mood fighter who's determined to use her sword, which is represents clarity of mind to fight any moods, which are the dust storms that are around within your within herself. She actively prevents herself from getting engulfed in the moods of those around her. She is determined to apply her practical ideas in productive, useful ways. And that's the mushroom pedestal covered with coins. So that's uh, there. Okay. And so the Princess of Swords is constantly regenerating her thinking. And that's the spring green colour of her gown and her butterfly wings um, to uh, see how her ideas can be cost effective. So that's the coins on the um, pedestal. OK, because coins are definitely about kind of finances and earthly matters, but also nourishing to others beyond herself. And that's the mushroom. Um, in um, So we talked about that a little bit. This symbol reflects a need to act upon ideas rather than to just talk about them. The Princess of Swords is that state of consciousness where word and deed are aligned. Practical thinking requires that there be no difference between verbal commitment and external action. Well, I, I can really feel that one, to be quite honest. Um, where I'm recording this on the new moon in Aquarius on the day of the new moon. It was earlier today. And um, I'm getting definite messages for myself and my clients and all of you to actually really start kind of cutting through all those dust storms, if you like, and the mood fighter and kind of cutting out 
um, distractions and um, all those kind of things. For me, it's manifested a little bit by um, actually not not unfriending, but just unfollowing a few people online because there's a few contentious issues flying around at the moment. And if I unfollow them, I won't get involved in it at all. So this is a way of, that you know, there's other ways of cutting it out, stopping watching news, which I don't really watch anyway. Um, you know, um, just, you know, keeping folk, cutting things out and really kind of working towards something in a practical way. So there you go. There's the card already. And so let's look at the chart for the uh, Leo full moon. As I said, the Leo full moon is on February the 16th. So the 16th is a seven day and we have a, some 16s in the chart that I'll be talking about there. And it's a six year, it's 2022 as we know. So it's it's really creative year and all those three twos, that's the three divine feminine numbers. We're really kind of moving into this creative energy. And um, the 16, seven number is, is a very highly spiritual number. So we'll look at that a little bit as well. And of course it's the two month. So now we're in, um, you know, the two month in a, triple two year, six year. So we're getting a lot of twos, a lot of rise of that divine feminine. So quick overview of the date. Um, but the chart, the um, chart itself is quite interesting and a little bit challenging. So it's actually at the full moon is at 27 Leo, which and a full moon is an opposition. So it's in opposition to the sun at 27 Aquarius. It is the fifth of six full moons at 26, uh, sorry, at 27 degrees. The next full moon um, will be in Virgo and that will be the last full moon at the 27 degrees. This one is at, almost at 28 degrees, but it is still at 27 degrees. So um, I'm calling it a 27 degree one but it's in square to the lunar nodes. Now the lunar nodes moved back into um, Sagittarius, sorry, into Scorpio and Taurus from Sagittarius and Gemini in January. And now we are moving into a whole different uh, kind of realm of um, mode of action of karma and dharma, karmic lessons and karmic potential or dharma. But this is a fixed grand cross. So I'll be talking about what that means as well. But not only that, <laughs> um, we had a great American eclipse, right? So this is kind of very USA based, but it will, of course, ripple out to the whole world. And all of you perhaps remember this eclipse because it was a pretty major one. The eclipse moved right through the USA, splitting the country in half, pretty much. I was lucky enough to witness totality. I live in Utah and we just drove up to Idaho, which is not far for the day. And we're, um, you know, in that wonderful moment of totality where the moon blocks out the entire ring of disk of the sun and everything goes quiet and the shadow falls over the earth. And, and a, a lot changed for me on that eclipse, but a lot changed for many of us. So that was on August the 21st, 
2017, the Great American Eclipse, as it was called. And that eclipse was at 28 degrees of Leo. So this, this um, full moon is activating that eclipse. Uh, just yesterday, as I record this, um, um, on January the 31st, um, I'm recording on February the 1st. On January the 31st, the lunar nodes actually exactly squared the degree of that eclipse. And now they are going, heading back to where the nodes were on that eclipse. They were at 24 degrees or to, to square where the nodes were because the nodes were at 24 degrees Leo and Aquarius then. So what this is forming in this chart is this fixed grand cross that is activating that eclipse. Now, I still, I'm still always learning more and more about the eclipses and I posted about it in a Facebook group I'm in and, and somebody who seemed to study eclipses, whether they're, whether it is right or not, said because of the length of the eclipse, the energy of that eclipse is um, echoing out for about five years. So uh, this to this year. So <laughs> um, it kind of makes sense because of the um, what's happening now, to be quite honest as well. So, so you know, anything that started for you, because that was a new moon, solar eclipse, literal resets, starting new things, um, kind of eclipsing old things and really starting new things it is kind of coming to fruition now. So, so this is a very big deal. So not only do we have this fixed grand cross with the, the um, sun um, in Aquarius, the moon in Leo and the north node in Taurus and the south node in Scorpio. The north node is conjunct Sedna, which is spiritual destiny through crisis. And um, the Sedna has just moved to the um, to the opposite side of the um nodes to where all the planets have been contained in this draconic bowl pattern for quite some time. We have Sedna there and um, Ceres has also moved beyond it. No other planet will move beyond this draconic bowl until Mercury does in April. Other notable things to mention, and I'll be talking about all of this, are that we have Jupiter and sorry, Venus and Mars conjunct at 16 degrees right on this full moon as well. And we've just, as I record this, come out of a Venus retrograde. Venus is moving direct and, and Venus and Mars are actually going to meet twice. But this is one of their um, meetings and and they are meeting at 16 degrees. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But they are in a quincunx aspect to Black Moon Lilith. Now, I don't really count Black Moon Lilith as being in or out of the Draconic Bowl because she is a point, but she is hovering in between Cancer. I use the true Black Moon Lilith, if anybody wonders. She has been hovering in, in between Cancer and Gemini. And on this, on this particular um, um, full moon, she is in a quincunx to Venus and Mars. And she... The quincunx is kind of an aspect of adjustment, but it's it's one where we can, um, if we can really step into the possibilities, then we can really move forward. But it's not an easy aspect. The 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 two 
signs and elements have nothing in common. Okay, so um, we have that as well. But we also have um, Lilith in a trine aspect to Saturn in Aquarius up here. He's not at the 16 degree mark, but they are definitely in aspect. And so we perhaps might be getting some clarity about where we're going and um, some drive and ambition to move forward with Black Moon Lilith, of course, being our kind of shame, our collective shame, but our wild part of ourselves, that part that's been shamed. In in Gemini, she's uh, kind of highlighting a lot of the energy we've had over the last couple of years with the eclipses and nodes traveling through Sagittarius and Gemini about our changing perspectives. So there's quite a lot to talk about there. So let's dive in. So the first thing I want to talk about is that we have a fixed Grand Cross, as I mentioned. Now, a fixed Grand Cross is, as you might imagine, is very tense. It's the most tense of the kind of Grand Cross energies because cardinal signs, which are Aries, Cancer, um, Libra and Capricorn, like to initiate change. The mutable signs uh, really like change. They love changing. But but and so this fixed Grand Cross is not only like all squares and oppositions, all in uh, kind of opposition to each other. I'm actually going to get rid of the chart so I can just talk to you. It, it's it's got a more stuck energy and um, kind of a difficulty moving forward beyond our troubles. And, um, and it's not a time of going with a flow, with a fixed grand cross. Um, it's about sticking to what's comfortable, um, uh, favoring familiarity over risk. And yet it is a full moon asking for a release. And so this is kind of very tense. And to take it back to that um, new moon um, eclipse in 2017, it's, almost, it's pretty much a fulfillment of that eclipse because of it activating those degrees. And so it's saying it's time to break something that began then and time to let go of something and and kind of move forward. So it is a tense time. This full moon is going to be pretty kind of um, intense. Um, the full moon is also um, a super moon. It's going to be very, very close to the earth. So uh, we are going to kind of have that really um, uh, um, energy of it really kind of impacting us. And it's um, a Leo full moon, which uh, Leo is ruled by the sun. So it's in opposition to the ruler of the sign. And so we're going to have to look at Le both Leo energy and Aquarius energy. Um, it's kind of about uh, my sovereignty versus humani um, humanitarianism. Um, and we see that playing out already, um, you know, <laughs> over, over time. And of course, we are moving into the age of Aquarius. And so the Leo moon opposing it is is um, really kind of saying, you know, um, are we, which way are we going to go? All right. 
And are we going to be integrate? Are we going to be able to come together in the middle? Because that's really the answer to all of this fixed ground cross energy is to integrate all the sides and to come into center to integrate for this very pivotal time um, for um, all of us. And not only that, the um, full moon is the fifth of six at 27 degrees and five is the number of change. So we've got all of that going on, of course. So to look um, in greater detail at um, at the number 27 again, if you remember, um, we've done it four times now, this is the fifth. The 27 is the number of the Bodhisattva. It's, it's a real kind of number of um, compassion and um and um empathy and tolerance and acceptance and it might seem it might seem like it's not happening but i am starting to see a little bit more kind of empathy and tolerance for each other's sides there's still a lot of fighting but the fighting seems to have taken on a little bit more um um a little bit more of an ability to listen to the different sides um people reach their tolerance level and then have to dive out but um it does seem that there is a little bit more coming together but the 27 is a selfless number and it's concerned with the well-being of humanity as a whole. Now, what that means for everybody it seems to be a little bit different, <laughs> depending from what perspective you come from. But I do, I am seeing a little bit more common ground coming. But 27 embodies love on a worldly scale. And to have six full moons at 27 degrees, Lee coming into a six year, all those twos, 20, 22, and the six being really a number of compassion and um and creation is is kind of i feel like a very positive sign so there's so much compassion empathy tolerance and acceptance in the 27 and so this number knows that nothing separates us from others we are really in everything together so we're being asked to practice um less judgment, no more judgment, and non-discrimination in all our dealings. All right. So at the 27 in its selflessness is made up of the number two, which we're in a triple two year anyway, and a two months for this. And two represents diplomacy, cooperation, and harmony. And uh, that's the people skills really in the number 27. Two is about really um, being very skilled in your interactions people and with people and helping them to work, work towards a common goal and inspiring them to be the best they can be. As I said, it's the number of the divine feminine, which is not about women. It's about the divine feminine of uh, energy of cooperation and teamwork and moving together. Um, so we've got that too. Then we've got the number seven, which of course we have showing up in those 16 degrees with Venus and Mars together. So I'll come back to that again. But seven is about self-reflection, higher wisdom, transcendence, and a deeper connection to spirituality. 
So we combine those two numbers and of course they add up to um, a nine. And nine is um, nine is the last of the signal single digit numbers. And it signifies both a beginning and an end. It's a completion and the beginning of starting something else. And we've had that, this is the fifth and we're having it one more time. Um, and number nine um, signifies kind of a divine grace in all the changes that are happening collectively. So it, it is reminding us to have faith in um, cycles that are ending and that new doors are opening as well. It's going to kind of lead to new things. Nine is also a number of tre tremendous generosity. Um, as you, you know, if you look at the, the kind of number, it's drawn downwards with a spout of generosity. And it's a very rounded number. It's another very divine feminine number. And, you know, I've talked about the three, six, nine numbers and Tesla and understanding the meaning of the universe. So three, six, nines, they're all very creative, collaborative numbers. So, and, and very generous kind of numbers. Nine is the most humanitarian of all the single digits. Um, it uh, goes in hand, um, in hand in hand with this generosity. So, you know, we're getting this message over and over and over and over again with these 27s. So 27 is a lovely mixture of the two, the seven and the nine that helps to make it this um, highly selfless, highly spiritual, um, very unique number. But it's quite a challenging number, to be quite honest. If, if you want to learn about the Bodhisattva, it, it's, it's, a, it's a Buddhist term for somebody that kind of takes vows to... Um, to eliminate the three poisons, which are greed, hate, greed, hate and ignorance. But it's a constant path to um, embody that yourself. The Bodhisattva is one who's vowed to do it, but it doesn't mean that they have literally always managed to do it. It can be quite a challenging number, the 27 as well. And, um, and it's one that they're working towards and then helping others to work towards. A bodhisattva or bodhisattva is one who has kind of taken those vows and has determined to help the world to achieve that as well. So the, the 27 is very in tune with, this, with the deeper essence and things. And, and so it's, um, again, not an easy number. Some of these more kind of magical numbers are a challenge. My own name is a 27 and I can guarantee it's not all like light and gravy. It's, um, constant path to work towards all right so <laughs> i'm sure you get that so to look at um leo energy we have this leo um, full moon and and leo is via vitality and loyalty but it's also kind of recognition and drama and um leo is very affectionate but it's also royalty it's it's leadership and uh, it can uh, be bombastic and it can be a little bit overbearing and a little bit patronizing. So we're kind of going to get with this, especially with this fixed grand cross, we're kind of get, going to get the light and shadow of Leo. And of course, we aim to 
um, embody the the light of it um, if we can, which is kind of more the affectionate, the fun, the magnanimous, um, uh, the playful, um, all that kind of thing. But it can be very strong willed. <laughs> it can be unrelenting and when it's at leo's at its best it it comes from the heart because leo rules the heart but then of course it's an opposition to aquarius and aquarius is um really uh, you know aquarius is an air sign it's about um, individualistic freedom but it's also a very paradoxical sign it's it's a sign of intellect but it's a sign of inventiveness it's the sign of the malcontent it's rebellious but it's also reforming but it's also humanitarian and genius and idealistic and unconventional so you know we're moving into this leo or we've been in it really since that um time back in those eclipses in 2017 to be honest of unpredictable unpredictability and this tug of war between my sovereignty and um what's good for everybody else and of course as i said different people look at that different ways um depending on their views <laughs> however it is a turning point because the turning point is the fact that the eclipses are eclipsing all that energy back from 2017 things are coming to fruition think something's gonna shift and break I think um, I'm not sure kind of which way <laughs> um, interesting that the um, full moon is at 27 degrees and by the time of this full moon Pluto has moved to 27 degrees and 26 minutes of um, Capricorn and that makes means that it's actually seven solar arc minutes away from the exact Pluto first exact Pluto return for the USA so I apologize again for being so USA centric but um, this um, energy is affecting the USA in many big ways and so it's really um, you know this big transformation coming and it's which way will we go are, are we up to the challenge really um are we able to uh, challenge this um take the challenge of getting rid of these three poisons of greed hate and ignorance and moving towards a more kind of enlightened society i'm not altogether um convinced that everybody will but you know we all come to it at our level of consciousness and maybe there's enough people kind of waking up to realize that we'll we really have to work to find this common ground and to um, give it a little bit so you know with the leo being completely kind of my sovereignty i kind of rule if you want to look at it from the extremes with Aquarius kind of being like, like, let's look for the good of um, humanity moving forward. Um, it's like, you know, will um, we all each give a little bit and say, you know, to to be in this together, we kind of have to really kind of meet in the middle and maybe give up a little bit of <laughs> the complete so, uh, my sovereignty 
to um, but also uh, make it not all kind of flat for everybody you get the idea i'm trying to be so politically correct about this because i'm actually kind of in the middle at the moment i'm i'm personally so um so venus um and mars meeting together in capricorn though does give me um some real hope because venus and mars are meeting for the first of two times they actually meet in early march at zero aquarius um, to really start their new cycle and that zero aquarius degree is a really important degree also because it's the degree of the great conjunction or great mutation when jupiter and saturn met at zero aquarius at the end of 2020 but not only that the fact that venus and mars are meeting um just a degree really away from the venus star point where the venus and the sun met in the middle of the venus retrograde indicates there's there's perhaps some potential here for really kind of coming together with our divine masculine and divine feminine meeting right at that venus star point where we are starting this venus cycle of of birth that takes us to nine and a half months to the exterior conjunction in october that's um, going to be on october the 22nd and guess what though that um that exterior conjunction of um of venus and the sun um in october is going to be at 29 degrees of libra so it's going to be activating these degrees again not directly but it's going to be um definitely activating them um the it's going to be a sextile to the moon on this full moon and a trine to where the sun is so there's a lot of patterns coming together and at these end degrees you know uh, yes the nodes move backwards but we are at the end degrees and the end degrees are finishing things up in the signs so um before we move into the new signs so it's kind of at this critical juncture um anyway so you know the venus mars meeting together divine masculine divine feminine you could say that's adam and eve meeting together if you want to speak of it in mythological terms and then here we have this quincunx to black moon lilith and black moon lilith was um well lilith was the original wife of adam in the myth or story whichever you want to talk about it as and it said that Lilith was made at the same time as Adam from dirt. They were both made, you know, um, and meant to be kind of equal partners. Um, but Lilith, um, but Adam decided he uh, kind of wanted to, um, you know, her to submit to him a little bit. And she wouldn't. And she was either thrown out or left Eden in a kerfuffle. And, um, and then she became the snake in um, the tree of knowledge in Eden and um, and tempted um, Adam and Eve to um, eat the apple of knowledge. You, you get the whole myth, but this story is kind of coming together. And here we have Black Moon Lilith in um, Gemini, which is about opening your mind and creating a new story. It's Mercury ruled. 
and and they're kind of making an adjustment perhaps from this old story of and coming together to really kind of create something new so again i do have some hope especially because it's at that lovely seven very spiritual um number so what else do i want to talk about in this um on the full moon mercury has actually moved to one degree of aquarius but um has just moved past that zero degree of aquarius that's so important as we move into the age of aquarius so that's um Mercury is moving out of the shadow of his retrograde with all these planets moving forward um, at breakneck speed till April the 29th. Um, Pallas Athena has moved to zero Aries. Our problem solver, the wise owl behind me, um, she has moved into Aries for new beginnings. She spent an inordinate amount of time in Pisces because of a retrograde there. But now she's in Aries, she's ready to say, take action on these new, um, uh, on solving our problems, okay? And um, each of us individually has to put ourselves into this in Aries. So I think that's pretty much all I want to say about the full moon. Um, oh, no, I do want to say that Mercury and Ceres Mercury and Ceres are both in aspect on this full moon. I'm going to share the chart again so you can quickly see. And um, and they've had, well, they were partnered in the Dei Consentes. So they're in air signs, which is ideas, innovation, all that kind of stuff. Again, they're at one degree, which is the number of new beginnings. And um, Ceres and Mercury uh, last year retrograde or was it in 2020 I think it was 2020 actually retrograded on this exact same path of degrees they are in their own way bridges between the worlds of humans and the gods um, too complex to go into that um, and um, series to my mind is a little bit of uh, potentially the, the one of the missing personal planets representing the divine mother of how we nurture how we um, love to nurture ourselves and others and how we like to be nurtured and she's also about the cycles of earth of um, nature and she's constantly giving us messages about what we're doing here now Ceres has just crossed that north node and has uh, as as I speak as I record this and is treading old ground um, past her um, retrograde uh, but I'm not going to go into the all the dates of that but she is definitely giving us a message of where we need to change our minds where we need to start speaking to each other and where we need to move into alignment so there's a lot of coming together in this full moon and i'm very hopeful about it yes a full moon is a release and fulfillment and it's a time of heightened heightened emotion emotions i think this full moon is going to be off the charts emotionally and it will trigger a lot of people by the way because so look out for you know uh, people being very triggered and wanting to be right and fixed and ideas but if you're kind of moving forward personally in it it's really um 
kind of about what can you create? What part can you play in bringing things to center and bringing things together? In your own life, with your friends, um, how can you kind of uh, start listening to the other, which is very much that Gemini with Black Moon Lilith and Ceres there. And moving towards that North Node, of course, constantly moving towards that North Node in Taurus. We're going to be there moving towards that or called to move towards that until July of 2023. And this is more about what sustains us, what are our real needs. Um, it's about getting very much back in contact with the senses, with Earth, with what we create and um and what we can you know what's really here physical in whether you believe it's actually real or not doesn't matter it is from our perspective and so it's about kind of getting down to earth again um is very much with that north node in taurus so before I um, look at the symbols, because I always love to look at the symbols, I forgot to ask you to subscribe. <laughs> so please subscribe while you're here watching or listening. And um, if you're on YouTube, subscribe and check that little bell. Um, you know, the, the more subscribers I have and the more kind of you, the more viewers I have, the more visible the podcast gets. So feel free to share it as well if you like if you if you like to listen um maybe if you have chance go over to apple um, um apple podcasts yes apple podcasts and leave me a, a review hopefully a five star one and uh, leave me a few kind words i always appreciate it all these things kind of give us a little bit more visibility so let me just check the chart again before I um, move on. Um, I did want to say the nodes are at eight, um, 26 degrees, which is eight, which is number of infinite um, possibilities. Um, it's the infinity number if you turn the eight on its side. It's a number of strength um, and courage. Um, so we do have that eight strength. There's, there's a, a lot of strength in this. Unfortunately, that can lead to clashes, of course, but um, there's a lot of potential too. It's almost like um, the potentials are limitless, but will we step into them? Will we see them? And interestingly, um, <laughs> the Sabian symbol uh, speaks to this. So we go up, um, so we go to Leo 28 for the symbols. So the symbol, Sabian symbol is many little birds on a limb of a big tree. A wide, the keynote from Rudyard was a wide and perhaps confusing openness to a multiplicity of inspiring possibilities. He says there's a stage in the spiritual life which is not different from the everyday life during which the consciousness aspiring to greater realizations or more impressive forms of self-expression feels itself flooded with new ideas and new possibilities. This can be very exciting yet also quite confusing and overwhelming I'm going to say. It becomes necessary to focus oneself by limiting one's field of vision and activity. 
He says we should not try to be overwhelmed with potentialities, yet should enjoy the wonderful lightness of feeling this may bring after perhaps many days, months or years of frustration or darkness. Now, I do feel we're kind of moving into that part collectively to speak to this, these potentialities. The quincunx between Venus and Mars and and Black Moon Lilith is one of potential. Ceres has moved beyond the North Node, so we're seeing the potential. All the planets are moving direct, all the major planets are moving direct from February the 3rd till April the 29th, excuse my dog. And so that's very forward movement. We're moving forward, um, but it's may feel a little bit like we're being um, uh, taken off with G-force, you know, like we're going at the speed of of light or whatever, and it's like our faces are going back, and we're being we're we're on lift off, and and it may be very overwhelming, and it that's when it kind of gets a bit a, a bit overwhelming and tempting to kind of just. Um, step back and go I'm not doing I can't do this so you know it is potential it's powerful um but we'll are we up for the um up for the challenge so let's look at the um, Chandra symbol for the full moon a tapestry loom on it is a half finished tapestry Karmic process restricts the self, curbs the self, dictates what's what must happen to the self. A work upon yourself and far more strongly an outer plane self-discipline has been in progress a long time. It must be resumed, it taken further, no matter what. Unfortunately, this often means imposing duties upon yourself presumptively. You just do what you have to do, but if the heart is not in it, work becomes mechanical. A dilemma faces you at recurrent crossroads to stay with what has been set up or to introduce innovations. Any such innovations represent a huge issue, but without them, the inner core of self is shortchanged and the outer mind takes over. You are being propelled by a greater destiny current to honor all karmic agreements and to enhance these by bringing into play a vitally engaged present time attentive willingness to be surprised excuse my dog meet things from another side and realize that everything is just beginning now and needs to be met with real passion and that's one thing about Leo as well. And incidentally, I will put this um, this symbol in the show notes. Leo is passion, okay? So, you know, it is a, a Leo full moon and it is a super moon. It's very close. We're going to be filled with this, oh, creative passion. But it is, you know, with that fixed grand cross, it is overwhelming. We kind of feel we're at this crossroads. And... Um, the nodes have moved and the planets are all moving direct and we're coming slowly out of this draconic ball and it's a big challenge but and we have to be courageous that 26 uh, degrees of the nodes the eight which is the two and the six again the six year the two 
are we up for creating the, what all these potentials? Are we up for finishing this tapestry of life and moving forward? Whew. I like those words. <laughs> so anyway, um, this what amazing times we're in. Okay, you know, next month we um we move into a new moon that's not at 12 degrees we've just had five new moons or is next new moon at 12 degrees Ooh, i can't actually remember bear with me one second i'm just gonna tell you because we've just had a new moon um that was um at 12 degrees and we were having five so getting so confused now i know we have the next the next new moon is the fifth of five new moons at 12 degrees and that's one's going to be at 12 degrees of um pisces on march the 2nd 2022 so lots more twos again and it's conjunct jupiter oh my god that one's going to be so emotional i'm telling you now i'm just looking at the chart quickly then <laughs> then we have uh, the final full moon at 27 degrees and that full moon is um is going to be at 27 degrees of virgo and i'm just quickly looking at the chart for that and wow as well so um come come back subscribe um you know leave me comments leave me questions i'm always willing to um ask answer questions about these podcasts but at what times we're in and oh i'm just looking at these charts wow and then by um by march the 18th after we have the final full moon in at 27 degrees the final one of six we move, start really moving into a whole different phase in April. And um, when Pluto turns, turns retrograde at the end of April, things are going to start looking very different. So, oh boy, oh boy. So again, you can find me, um, at, by the way, you can find me at louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-O-T i-n-g-t-o-n dot <laughs> uh, com uh, cosmic owl astrology on facebook and instagram please follow me on all those places i'm also on twitter but i don't tweet much really um it's not my favorite platform uh, but i also as i mentioned i do consultations um i've just started writing horoscopes for tarot.com as well and my um, third book will be coming out in march so watch this space for information about that um i think that's everything for now Whew. this is going to be intense people so buckle up and kind of gird your loins a little bit have courage have strength and um and come and get support if you need some support so from louise eddington the cosmic owl don't forget to subscribe until next time bye